Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. My name is Ruthie. This is Jami. And uh, I just want to say, like, like I guess that the Reboot Reboot kind of introduced some of us, some some new listeners to the podcast, mm-hmm. I think. Because I noticed the numbers mm-hmm. have kind of increased a little bit. Uh, so for those people who came from supporters, please welcome. Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get a lot of people asking, like, if we have guests mm-hmm. in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we really kind of don't. Yeah. You know, I don't really go out of my way to look for guests. If any guests want to be on, they're more than welcome to. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, we're not really looking for guests. I mean... I mean, we're open to. Yeah. We're open to. Well, yeah. Here's my whole thing. I barely show up, though. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just be grateful. Yeah, you just. Where were you the last year? I, I know, Johnny. Just be grateful. I'm where here. Where have you been? I'm, I would just be happy I'm here. How about that? That's you true. Jo- John Ming was kind of like our default <laughs> guest, quote know, unquote guest. From I barely squeeze. made it today, man. Holy cow! <laughs> but yeah, Lord. but we. John Ming was that guest that just like showed up at the door, yes. <laughs> like randomly. So yeah, so that's one of the questions people, new listeners, ask me, or people who are interested. They ask like, "Do you have guests?" And mm-hmm. the answer is like, "I kind of don't." Uh, the other question they ask me is like, "Are you available on Spotify?" That is something I'm looking into because mm-hmm. right now Spotify has agreements with certain kind of podcast companies and whatever. Squarespace is not one of them, and that's what we use for for our podcast. But there is alternative ways for me to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going. I'm going to look at the Spotify. So if you listen to this by other means and not Spotify, but you prefer Spotify, I'm I'm looking into that. So uh, patience, I guess. Uh, also, another thing too is they ask me, how do I describe the show? Mm-hmm. How would you describe the show? Are you talking to me? Yeah, Javing. How about you? Um, or Ruthie, okay. How about you, Ruthie, Really go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's you know what I've been told. Uh, yes. it, it sounds like. Um, like a bunch of friends getting together and literally like you know how you have such a good time when you're like with friends or like relatives and family like you like when we hang out like eight when we're around each other we're like that's actually funny and then well now that we're actually recording like other people are listening in they're like that's actually funny because it's it's like you guys are just talking but and it, we're just like listening in and kind of part of the conversation but not Okay. Sounds like that to people. But then, but then, but then, or my people that I know. But then the next obvious question they're going to ask is. To the, show. But the, next, the next obvious question they're going to ask is so what do you talk about? I would say stuff and junk. <laughs> I would say. But hey, that's the punchline. That's <laughs> yeah. the punchline. Then, re- then you have to explain what stuff and junk means. Uh, I would say just refer to the intro of this uh, podcast, man. So it's all right there. <laughs> it's like those 80 sitcoms where they tell you everything you need to know at the beginning of the podcast. Right. You know what right. I mean? It's like the Brady Bunch and the Gilgan's Island. Yeah. Everything you need to know is right in the beginning, man. Yeah. yeah it's right you, there. No, you're right. It, yeah. the, the intro itself actually explains what this podcast is, mm-hmm. random subjects, you know, interesting mm-hmm. news, mm-hmm. social topics, mm-hmm. pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very much to say this. I'm very much to say this again. Just BS. Just BS. Not BS, yeah. but yeah. But essentially, like, I think I should just say, like, oh, we talk about random stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, opinions yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff we've seen and done, you know. And then they, and then and they ask me. like when... When we get qu- together, we just like, you know, see a topic or like we see something and then we're, we just start talking about it. And then like we all just share our views on it. True. Yes. Uh, sharing our opinions. Yeah. How, I do guess, guys, yeah, how do you guys feel about those manga kids and the Native American guy? How about that? How about that? <laughs> the, other question they ask, yeah. the other question they ask me is, so do you guys talk about politics? And I go, yeah. not really. Yeah. I mean, it comes up once in a while, but we try not to focus on that. Yeah. Jamin. Yeah. <laughs> Coming. Let's make America great again, guys. How about that? How about that? <laughs> no, we're let's, 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 but, let's, let's dissect that for like two hours. For the record, yeah, that kid's not a jerk. Not, yeah, that kid's not a dick. Not, <laughs> no, it's fine. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. I think I think this is one of those cases where yeah. they're both wrongs on both sides. Yeah. They're wrong on both sides. Sure. This one. Yeah. 
Seriously. I, I, yeah, maybe the one that's not doing the tomahawk chop is the wrong size. I'm, that's what I'm saying. All right. They actually see that's the thing that they weren't really doing that. See, I'm not getting into this. Yeah. I'm not getting into oh, this. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were cool dudes. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Good I'm not kids. saying that. I'm not yeah. saying don't this fall either. Into it was don't wrong. Fall into it was trap. wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Anyways, yeah. On this <laughs> 219th episode of the show, mm-hmm. we are gonna be talking about uh, jaywalking, mm-hmm. and uh, this is partly because <laughs> of what Ruthie's mom was telling me the other day. Uh, she said, "Do it." <laughs> <laughs> we're also gonna be. We're also gonna be talking about the the state of TV right now. And then we're going to cover saying that uh, there's too much TV. And then on the top of the show, we, me and Ja Ming are going to be talking about the Oscar nominations and what a doozy it was uh-huh. this year. But yeah, and there we go. That is uh, going to be episode 219 of the show. Uh-huh. Thanks for joining us here. So very recently, I was actually talking to Ruthie's mom because uh, mom, her, her mom is visiting my parents here in California from New York. And she told me the story about a jaywalking thing in New York. Do you know anything about this, Ruthie? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. Do you want to explain, oh, yeah. want to explain exactly. this? Go ahead. <laughs> well, I first want to hear what exactly she told you. Uh, she was telling me how <laughs> she was jaywalking. And then somebody, a cop actually like stopped her and was going to give her a ticket. Is that essentially what it was, right? Yes. Uh, and then what else did she say? Oh, she said like, "Oh, how come you're how come how come you're gonna give me a ticket, but you don't like you're not giving everybody else a ticket?" This is New York; everybody jaywalks. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it matter? It was that kind of a thing. Exactly. I mean, like nobody ever. It's ridiculous to get a jaywalking ticket in New York, and for some reason, this cop on a busy inter a busy mall intersection, including a woman with a baby carriage jaywalking, like he picks my mom out of the bunch, and I was like like following her we just parked the car and i was getting something and she went ahead oh you were there too i didn't i didn't know that i didn't know that part of the story (laughs) go on i was there too and uh she crosses and this cop comes out of nowhere and he was like you he's like what (laughs) my mom like instead of ignoring this cop like stupidly walks over to the cop like what what is it (laughs) and um, he's like you can't jaywalk here you didn't you see the the light and then I saw my mom, like, I saw the cop, like, talking to my mom from across the street when I was up to, like, catch up with her. And I was like, what the heck is going on? So then I go over there. I see him writing her a ticket. Excuse me, sir. Like, what exactly is the problem here? And he's like, don't, like, get, get out of my face. And I was like, what? like, why are you writing her a ticket? She was jaywalking. And I said, Okay, can you like everybody's jaywalking right now, and out of the whole bunch, you pick my mom, like my my tiny five foot mom. <laughs> he was like, "There's nothing you can do about it." He was just really rude, and like I think he was having a bad day. He's like, "There's nothing you can do about it." Get like stop. I started recording him, and he was like, "Stop recording me. Get oh. out of my face, or I'm going to hold you in contempt, and I can arrest you." I was like, "Go ahead. What are you going to arrest me for? Taking a video of you giving my mom an illegal ticket?" Well, technically, you, technically, it's not illegal. It's just kind of misguided, I guess yeah. you could say. It's it's selective enforcement. It's like when it when whenever you decide to enforce that law, you know. What I mean? Yeah, when everybody else is doing it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So then, I mean, long story short, she like wrote her the ticket, but I'm she she disputed it. I think I think she went to court. This all happened like 15 years ago, mind you. Oh, so this seriously? is like a law for like police brutality and all that. Other bullshit. 
Yeah, uh, I think she went to court and the cop didn't show up, so it got thrown out. She didn't have to pay the, t- the fine. Oh, oh. See, I, I didn't get to that part of the story where she actually went to court. <laughs> well, somebody's, not very, somebody's not very inquisitive, are you? You didn't ask any follow-up questions or something like that? No, I, I, thought, I thought it ended with your mom like walking away, and then oh. that was it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Jamming, yeah. Um, apparently, I think me and Albert have like this problem where we're not terribly inquisitive yeah. people like we just accept the i disagree and i say this because i keep telling jessica to be more inquisitive uh, <laughs> i sure. refuse to say i'm a hypocrite about that <laughs> Dude, i'm also just not like especially like about personal personal yeah. lives like i'm like oh you got married okay cool like i'm not gonna ask when <laughs> like, yeah. like recently one of my true. i actually got... i don't think i would ask when but yeah that's, that's besides so, the so point that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, besides yeah, the I, point that's besides oh, the point Lord. i mean we we have a podcast we're supposed to be inquisitive right sure. yeah yeah, well, yeah. Right. i mean it's a form of journalism I guess. <laughs> but yeah it's like it, it, I, th- I thought it's a funny story because uh I, we always joked about how in asia everybody jaywalks nobody cares oh, yeah, yeah. if anything else the cars are like like, well, if you're going to jaywalk, watch out for me because I'm not going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a joke, right? Yeah. 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 No, it, it, that, it, was, uh, it was pretty memorable because that was the only time I've known anybody to ever get a jaywalking ticket. Leave it to my mom with the luck. Mm-hmm. Was, was the, uh, the funny thing is that me and Jamie listened to this, uh, the Kevin and Bean show on the radio thing. Mm-hmm. And in the 90s, they, they had the, the whole thing as well where they... Uh, I think it was Bean that went ahead and jaywalked and he got a ticket for it. Mm-hmm. So they thought like, you know, it'll be good for the show. Let's go ahead and go to the courtroom. We'll, re- we'll record the whole proceeding. And then his co-host, uh, Kevin, uh, played the lawyer, mm-hmm. right? And then when the judge asked him, well, how do you plead? They plead, oh, we plead insanity. <laughs> right? And then the judge said, oh, you guys want to spend some nights in jail? And they're like, uh, no, your honor. <laughs> it was just that simple. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but but this was the nineties where you know they brought a recording to a yeah. courthouse, which is like a big giant no no. Yeah. You know, and they're they're literally making fun of the court system, which is a big giant no no. Mm-hmm. So it's like that was the nineties, they can get away with it. But I, I just thought it's funny because this is always yeah. a thing about Asians with jaywalking. It's like we technically don't care, right? But we're in America, we're supposed to follow the rules of the land. But mm-hmm. you're saying in New York they really everybody re- literally just, just just jaywalks. I walk from work, which is on 40th Street and Broadway. Like I, I work in the middle of Crazy Town, Times Square, mm-hmm. and I walked up Broadway to go to um, T-Mobile to get the excess, and um, literally walked like six, seven blocks. Probably three or four of those were do not cross, but there were mm-hmm. no cars. Kept on walking. And how many lanes are the streets though? One, two. Yeah, see, that's not that's not a big deal. Even in LA, if it's one or two, we we cross the street. Yeah. Right, but if it's like a four-lane or six-lane street, I mean, no, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, my mom wasn't like crossing a boulevard or anything. Right, <laughs> it exactly. Was, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's like you're going through. It's like you're going through Times Square, right? It's like you don't do that there, right? I'm assuming. I don't know either. Times Square. Times Square. No, totally. Huh? Totally. Totally do it. Oh, I, I, you know, I've never been to Times Square, so I don't, I don't know how big the streets are there. Times <laughs> Square's, um, yeah, they're like side, small side streets, but it's pretty busy. Like you get a lot of traffic, you get a lot of people, but people like the only people who follow the the crossing signs are the tourists. Oh, okay, that makes and sense. Just, that makes sense yeah. actually. Yeah, and for my part, when I go to overseas, I go I go to Hong Kong, China every year. I follow the the the, the signs 
at all times the crosswalk. Because <laughs> it's China. Yeah, because it's China. Because I'm not. Because you know the the people that live there, they don't give a f. They will, they'll, you know, they they'll cross stream whenever and stuff like that. But you know, but my whole thing is like, you know, if you, you the people that the, the jaywalkers don't give a f, but the cars especially don't give a f. And you know, right. and in that contest, you're gonna lose. You know what I mean? Because the cars don't give a rat's ass. They'll run a lot of lights. They'll do a bunch of turns that they do a lot of things that it's unbelievable. So you know, I'm more scared of the cars than anything else when i go overseas and stuff like that. so i definitely look both ways i definitely wait for the light and stuff like that you know what i mean i actually try try to what do you call it uh, stay a couple of feet behind you know the walkway and so you know what i mean just like a little, little bit just just a lot of protection just be careful you can you just I mean? blend in with the with the locals yeah, that's a, if i if i have to uh plan b is just like Go when they go. Local. Yeah. When they go, I go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if, if traffic's to my left, I try to have, get like a buffer of two or three people. You know what I mean? So there's like more people. So if there's, I make sure there's people on my left. You know what I mean? It's like if, if, I, if, I, if we get hit, at least, you know, I, I won't be the first one to get hit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, at least you're doing, you don't want to be like, like an American, uh, an American in Chinese jail. Yeah, yeah. Thing you want to do. But yeah. out of curiosity though, how, how much is the fee? I mean, um, how much is the jaywalking fee in New York? According to BK Liner, a $250 fine for jaywalking is absurd and what we really should be doing. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, well, right. I was surprised to see that result. I was hoping for a hard figure, hard number, not to get preachy and stuff. He said $250. Let's ask about LA. What's the jaywalking ticket for Los Angeles? According to KPCC, you got a ticket for jaywalking. Here's what you do next. Let's say you didn't follow our guide on avoiding a ticket while crossing the street. Now you're staring down at a pretty hefty citation, up to $250 in Los Angeles, which is quadruple the price of parking illegally. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. But you know, so we, we, we're kind of like in between of like whether you should or shouldn't. But, but you know, it's like, what do you think Batman would think about jaywalking? Oh, no. He's a guy who goes fight against crime, right? I mean, we should ask Batman. Yeah. Let's talk to the Dark Knight. What will he say? Batman. Hello, this is Batman. Why is it you guys keep calling me? Oh, by the way, Happy New Year, you idiots. Hey, hey, Batman, you know, we live in the age of caller ID. You know, I have your number safe. You don't have to say, you, you don't have to say you're Batman, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Batman always says I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, Criminals always ask me, "Who are you?" I'm Batman. Very polite. Hey, 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 Batman. Hey, Batman. Hey, Batman. What is it? What do you think of uh, jaywalkers? Jaywalkers are the vile scums of the streets. <laughs> hey, so in a city of full of like jokers and uh, penguins and all that stuff, oh, uh, where, where do you rate uh, jaywalkers and stuff like that? Right at the bottom, because they are the bottom scum. <laughs> Of the street, they are the beginning of a criminal life. You're a little kid wanting to get to the other side of the street, and you jaywalk. Then next thing you know, you're egging people's cars. Next thing you know, you're toilet papering the Batmobile. Next thing you know, you're breaking into Bruce Wayne's manor. Not that I know the guy or anything like that, but it's the start <laughs> of a crime spree. Wow, Batman. <laughs> Batman, what about my poor little mom that jaywalked a small street and was given a jaywalking ticket by a mean, obviously having a bad day cop? Well, clearly the cop was in the right because jaywalking is a crime. Your mom should do a hard time. Oh, man. 
I didn't know you were so conservative, Batman. Well, that's kind of harsh, man. Crime is crime. Batman doesn't give excuses yeah. for people's crime. And build that wall. Am I right? Am I right, Batman? Holy no, God. the wall can stay open only one because Batman needs yeah. people to beat up. I gotta beat up some of those illegals. Wow, I bet you love to vacation in Singapore. Oh. Even spitting, spitting on the sidewalk causes a fine. Oh, they're the worst. My God, there's this one time where my bad car was being spit on by kids. I had to kill them. I mean, I mean, I had to <laughs> apprehend them. Uh, a little harsh there, no, for spitting. I'm a superhero. I kill all super crimes, especially the jaywalkers. Jaywalkers, jaywalking is a super crime. It's all based on perspective. Think of the little ants going like, "Hey, they just want to cross the street, but there's this big person crossing over them when they're jaywalking." But what if it's a little kitten that's trying to cross the street? Kitten goes to the pound. Oh wow. <laughs> That's why I have a bat dog. I don't have a bat cat. Is that it, citizens? You're calling me for a jaywalking thing? That's just stupid and dumb. Batman out. You do you, Batman. Have a good night. And that was Batman. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, talk about like the state of TV right now. Because um, TV... Um, apparently, <laughs> very smooth. Very smooth. Very well, right? very well put. Very well put. Uh, apparently, cord cutting has grown by forty eight percent in eight years, mm-hmm. and an increase in in over the air antennas viewers viewers actually from eleven million back in twenty ten to sixteen million in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I think this is really a bad sign for cable TV when when everybody's going somewhere else. Even antenna. <laughs> Even yeah. antenna. Yeah, people are like screw paying for cable. I'm just gonna watch over the air stuff. Yeah, since I moved back to our family house, the Wana house and stuff like that, last three years, never in that three years have I thought about, oh, we should get cable. We should get cable. You yeah. know what I mean? It hasn't even entered the conversation between me and my brother for the last three years. You know what I mean? It's all about internet. It's all about Netflix. It's all about Hulu. It's all about iTunes and all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, I think that also contributes to the fact that um, uh, the most watched networks are stuff you can get over the air. Yeah, like NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, mm-hmm. respectively. They're top. They're one, two, three, four in terms of like viewership, and then mm-hmm. there's number five, which is the Fox News Channel, which is definitely cable. So I guess from that point on, mm-hmm. cable stuff rules. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense because there's only four networks in t- over there, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, w- is there a particular channel you guys find yourself in a lot? I mean, what's weird about this is you talk about NBC, CBS, and stuff like that. I don't even. As a concept, I don't even think about it as a network in the sense that it's to me whatever I, I whatever shows they have, I watch it via Hulu now. You right, know what I mean? right. So when I watch The Good Place or Brooklyn Nine Nine, I don't really think about it as an you NBC show. Know I think channel it belongs to. Yeah, yeah. I I I more associate the show with the app than the channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, same thing with Atlanta too. You know, I saw I saw the first episode of the second season. I was like, I didn't think, oh. FX. You know, the first thing I thought of was, oh, Hulu has it now. You know what I mean? Hulu has a second season. So, yeah. Does Hulu air Atlanta the week off? No. Oh, it does not. You have to wait till the the season's over. Yeah, it's one of those where you have to wait a few months after the season's over. Yeah. Yeah. But as a cord cutting, that's kind of the stuff stuff you have to live in. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, there's so much TV, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a backlog of stuff I I, I still have have to watch. Yeah. On on this list, the the one thing that really surprised me is the CW. Number 11 on the list. 
right? And I always kind of made fun of CW being like, oh, they don't have a lot of money because they don't have a lot of viewership. Mm-hmm. But apparently, <laughs> they're doing pretty good. Yeah, that's respectable, you know. It's very respectable. Yeah. They're doing better than the Hallmark channel, which is a channel that I hear more often than I should. Yeah. You know, and CW is doing better than Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Go figure. How about you, Ruti? I mean, they have a lot of good shows. That I actually used to watch the CW a lot back when I was in high school. It's very, um, you know, like the sentimental stuff. Mm. Very. Oh no, you haven't seen CW recently, huh? It's pretty much the super the DC yeah. superhero channel. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, it's like it's like fantasy. <laughs> fa- it's like fantasy stuff and superheroes. Fantasy superheroes. That's the CW. Yeah, see, that's what I think. Like, my CW days are still from, like, when it was WB back in, like, 2003. Right, right. Okay, the racist frog and stuff like this. Yeah, all, all those shows now are in what they call the CWC, which is, like, a streaming app that they have. Mm-hmm. You can watch those shows there. And it's kind of funny to see all those shows existed in the CW slash WB. Yeah. But, right. yeah, the, yeah, you're right, the singing frog. Like mm-hmm. a show, like, TV channel. So, like, now I don't even think about it when I think of watching anything. For example, Manifest. Um, NBC? Just, yeah, it's well, NBC. It, NBC yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember. Because like, when I had cable, I would just search it, and then I would just watch whatever the latest episode was. I never, I could never even catch it. Like, I would, It wouldn't dawn on me that, oh, it's Monday, 10 o'clock, go to, um, tune into NBC so I can watch Manifest. Right. Yeah. It's true. I mean, plus, you know, cable, cable TV, like HBO led the way to people getting, getting cable um, mm-hmm. AMC led with The Walking Dead led the way with people watching AMC. Even though AMC is like number like thirty two on the list or something like that, mm-hmm. which is surprisingly lower than I thought it would be. So there's more people watching. Well, CW also has uh, over the air access, so yeah. that helps, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I guess for certain networks, mm-hmm. uh, certain regions or whatever. And then the biggest um, uh, what's it called? Industry breaker is Netflix because mm-hmm. now people are watching TV stuff on Netflix. Yeah. Which goes to my point. I mentioned a few uh, in a previous podcast. And Netflix is trying to replace cable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just based on the number of shows, the variety of shows, they're trying to replace cable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I, they pretty much got there already. Now, now yeah, they're trying to definitely. be the entertainment platform because yeah. right now they're they're saying HBO is in our competition. It's Fortnite. Yeah, it's Fortnite. It's movies, that kind of stuff. That's our. That's our. That's their competition. It's not just HBO or or that Netflix TV. I mean, the only thing Netflix. Is missing is live sports, live events, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only thing. Everything else, they they cover a wide spectrum of stuff. Like wherever you fall, you know, in in you know, you're 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 a white guy from Kentucky, you're you're a Korean immigrant from you know, uh, uh, downtown uh, K Town, stuff like that. There's something for you on Netflix. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, like Ruti, what well, what would you watch or do before you watch Netflix? Oh, well, number one thing that I probably always doing is I'm always cleaning. <laughs> okay. The second thing would be um I'd probably like watch HBO or Showtime or Stars, like whatever the show So you you watch those cable channels before Netflix in a sense? In a sense. Like yeah. I would because like Netflix is so easy to binge watch that like I would kind of get my shows that are that show once a week. Mm-hmm. Like get the latest episode out of the way and then like maybe if I have like an afternoon of do then I'll just binge watch like a Netflix series or something. So your number one entertainment uh, option is still TV, essentially, which includes Netflix, so, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Jamming, same thing with you. I would probably go. I would actually go maybe YouTube. 
I would see what's what I, I subscribe to a lot of channels. Okay. I su- 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 ah, subscribe to a lot of YouTubers on YouTube. I go through right. that. You know, I I daily show clips. You know, late night clips, and then I go Hulu probably just to see what's on Hulu, what's new. You know, what I mean? so it's still essentially TV. Yeah, because I actually TV. consider YouTube part of TV now. Yeah, right. Uh, for a while, I I did not, but I do I do kind of now. I for me, it is yeah for sure. Like for me, I kind of sacrifice playing video games for TV, which mm-hmm. includes Netflix, over there TV and YouTube. I sacrificed reading client books over and and went to Netflix and you whatnot. Monkey bastard. Uh, the only the only thing closest to me like entertainment eating up my time is going to the movies. Besides yeah. that, for the mo- for the most part, it is TV. That's that's no. still kind of my thing. Oh oh, and also uh, YouTube. I mean, sorry, podcasts. Actually, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, but you you I listen to podcasts when I'm in my car or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but actually, I do, there are times where I actually sit down or when I'm doing chores. Oh, I, oh, I do podcasts. And Twitter, it'd be a combination of those, you know what I mean? And also car, you know what I mean? Podcast. So would you consider uh, uh, podcasting an actual viable competition to Netflix? No. Yeah, see? How dare you. I don't think they would either. How dare you? I think I think they're looking for eyeballs, not ears. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I am one of those people that believe, yeah, Netflix is taking over the world. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were saying like Bird Boss had so far 80 million households that watched it. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if, you, could, if you say one household is, I say, I don't know, three to four people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like that's at least like twenty million people. Yeah, or and, or 20, 20 million ticket sales. And the interesting thing is, uh, Netflix has done some crappy stuff in the last year that I'm, that I do not appreciate. They canceled uh, American uh, American Bando. Right. You know what I mean? They've they've raised their prices and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've canceled some Marvel shows, even though I don't watch them constantly. They canceled a bunch of Marvel shows. But you know, at the end of the day, what's your breaking point? You know what I mean? Oh, speak- I, it's it's far 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 away from it. I'm not. It's close yeah. to to unsubscribing to Netflix. You, you crazy? You know, you know the percent? You know? The, you know the percent of people who said they will actually cancel because of the price hike? Yeah, zero. Three percent. Yeah, three percent. That's too high. <laughs> that's too high. You know what I'm saying? Holy mackerel! Like they have, they came out with a bunch of movies just this past couple. Of- what happened to Monday? Oh, um, Io. Um, what was it? There's a, a bunch of movies that I've actually yeah. been watching over the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and they're good. <laughs> oh, did you watch? Really- I, did you actually watch Io? Because I I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah, it's actually good. Oh, okay. That that came out last week. It just came out last week. Yeah, that yeah. just came out last week. Are you talking about the I D I O or or I O the one the one with the one with the Mars thing? Yeah, yeah the, the one with the yeah with the the, the planet I O. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the one with the Falcon, right? The yeah, the, the Falcon and uh, and uh, I think that was the and the girl from Leftovers, Mar- oh, okay. Margaret Quile yeah. Quali. I think. All right, all right, take it easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a it was a very heartfelt movie. Okay, um, I I do I do intend to watch that. And the other movie that came out last week on Netflix is Close, but they're not really talking about movies, talking about TV shows, mm-hmm. and you know. But to get TV shows, I think we should go ahead and move on to our next segment. And this segment is called Too Much TV, because there are there is too much TV in quite literally. And Netflix is the master of too much TV because, like, once you're done with watching your TV shows, you have like all these movies that you're like, ah, I want to watch those too. Yeah, I would say Netflix definitely is the start of people realizing there's too much TV because Netflix popularized binging, mm-hmm. right? Before, before, be, before Netflix, people were like binging DVD box sets, but this is like always after the fact. Mm-hmm. So now Netflix is like on on the cusp, uh, cusp, cus, mm-hmm. on the. Precipice. On the precipice, mm-hmm. sure. In other words, they're they're 
the cultural <laughs> movement. Uh, anyways, the <laughs> forefront, <laughs> the forefront. No, that's not what. Oh, no, you son of a bitch! That's not what I'm either. But yeah. anyways, point is that Netflix popularized the whole binge watching thing, which makes people like watch like a whole season in one sitting, mm-hmm. or at least a weekend or a week, mm-hmm. right? Which is like contradictory to what Netflix want because mm-hmm. they want you to see ads, they want you to stretch it out mm-hmm. for 24 episodes yeah. or whatever. And Netflix is telling people. You don't have to do that. Yeah, just give us a monthly, just give us a monthly payment, and you know we'll make, we'll make money that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't have to sit through the Coke commercials, Pepsi commercials. But but because stuff. of that though, instead of like seasons, uh, seasons that that last like four four to five months, mm-hmm. competing with other seasons that last four four months, mm-hmm. they're competing with the whole season in a weekend. Yeah, and then the following weekend, another season in a weekend. So there's yeah. a lot of TV shows being yeah. pushed out right now, and. Part of it is Netflix's fault. Yeah, what's crazy is not only is Netflix generating its own original content, it's pushing it out there, it's you know, it's buying, buying and producing all these shows. They're taking other people's sloppy seconds and, and generating buzz with it too. You 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 think you follow the thing with the the TV show You? Yes. Yeah, that was that was Lifetime's show. I think right. right? And nobody talked about it until it went to Netflix. Yeah, and then it just hit the the popular zeitgeist, pop culture, and became a whole thing. Of like what a weekend ago, two weekends ago, right? Everything, everybody was talking about you, you, you. This, like, this means that Netflix really has like a like like a grasp, a no. hold on on. A pi- I would say a pipeline, you know, like a pipeline yeah. to to a mass audience, to a mass pop yeah. pop pop culture and stuff like that. Yeah. Instead of people going to like a TV guide or something, which doesn't exist anymore, really, yeah. and then looking to see what's on TV, they go yeah. into Netflix. They go, "What's new on Netflix?" They go, "Oh, this you thing. Let's yeah. check this out." They're at, it's actually working on on consumers. That's and that's going to be significant not only to consumers but also to the creators, content creators. You know right. what I mean? If you're a content creator, like I have a show that I could go to Lifetime that you know two people are going to watch or. Netflix, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, I pick Netflix, even though and the problem and the, the double edged sword. I'm assuming Netflix would go, oh, we'll pay you five dollars instead of you know uh, instead of like Lifetime paying you ten or something like that. So they might they that might work. You know, it, 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 it's one of those things where it might be good and bad. You know what I mean? It's, what I'm saying is, you know, it, you might get exposure, but Netflix might not pay you and stuff like that as much. True, know? true, and, yeah. and and the problem is also. Oh, sorry. I didn't, yeah, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut, cut you off, but there is an example of that. Ron Ron Funches, I think, the comedian. Oh, okay, go on. He put a tweet out the other day uh, when people were asking him, "Oh, how come your latest comedy special is on uh, Comedy Central instead of Netflix?" Mm-hmm. And then he says, "Yeah, the reason is he he did like these uh, dollar bag emoji signs. It's like Comedy Central had four of them, and Netflix had one of them." And he says, "Yeah, you know, I gotta get, I gotta get paid, man. So I, it's, I get, it's flipped instead of yeah. Netflix saying like, here's all the money in the world if you go to us.'" Now they're like, no, no, we have a lot of content. You don't need to go to us if you don't yeah. want to. Yeah, it, it seems like they spend a lot of money, but it's also it can be selective. You know what I mean? It's not like you know what I mean. So I get yeah. So, yeah. so now just, Comedy Central is like like, hey, we need more eyeballs to our channel. Let's go yeah. ahead and pay people to actually be on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that, is that also kind of your experience through Ruti? Like, I'll, I'd rather go to to Netflix than flip through channels and like because visually, like going through cable, there's just a lot more noise, especially mm-hmm. with well, I had Verizon FiOS. And there were always all these ads like flickering on the side, the the guide. And every time I would try to scroll through things, like it would just scroll, 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 add, mm-hmm. scroll, 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 yeah. add. And it was just like starting to get annoying just to have like all that visual noise. It's like Netflix, you you literally just see like these are the net channels, these are thrillers, these are TV, these are act. It's like really straight to the point, and it's just so much easier and like cleaner to look at and easier to access. Yeah, yeah I, I would argue that Netflix interface could be easier yeah. than that to look at. Actually, I kind of like yeah. I kind of like YouTube TV's uh, interface, mm-hmm. and kind of maybe even Hulu's because Hulu's actually have like 
original tab and you just go over there. But of course, unlike Netflix, Hulu doesn't have as much originals as Netflix does. Yeah. So yeah. I think Netflix should actually have a second app just to tell you, hey, what's coming up in Netflix? Oh, you know the, I mean? that does app does actually exist. That does it does not it actually, from Netflix, but there are other third company people that yeah. are doing that because either, of this demand. Yeah, either either they have another app that's dedicated just to what's coming up, or something that organizes what you're talking about, organizes it better, yeah. or have a it probably this probably won't happen, but like a YouTube channel that Netflix has, you know, just to tell you, hey, listen. This is what's coming up. This is what you know. What's available? You know, this is a comedy. This is a, a, a yeah. Just because Netflix is too much content. It's just it's just too much. You know, right? You don't know if you're seeing something that's from versus like seeing something that actually just came out last. Oh, I didn't even know that it just came out last week. And like, there's so much content on Netflix. It's actually kind of in, and it's actually not as easy to scroll through because it's it. It shows you what it thinks you like. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's the whole algorithm thing. And of course, the point of this segment, really, the whole too much TV thing is, I think the problem is that it'll be easier if there's a lot of shows that aren't good and then you can just easily ignore them. The problem is there's a lot of good shows out there and you can't help but want to watch them all, but you definitely cannot. This is not physically possible. I think it's at the the point, TV is at the point now where it's kind of like books. Books, novels, and magazines where there's a lot of books that are good books out there, bad books out there, good novels, whatever. You don't expect to read all of the good novels, all the good books, all the good magazines. You just have to pick and choose. TVs are at the point now where you're just going to have to ignore some of the good stuff and just pick and choose, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to list out all the shows that I'm currently watching this season just to, just to give a point on how much there's too much TV, mm-hmm. all right? So I don't know how many minutes it's going to cover. And these are the shows that I remember me watching it. For I don't know I'm missing some. But anyways, um, The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Orville, uh, Gotham, The Gifted, Arrow, The Flash, Supernatural, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Star Wars Resistance, Doctor Who, The Walking Dead, DuckTales, We Bear Bears, Deadly Class, Cloak and Dagger, Marvel Spider-Man, Game of Thrones, Mr. Robot, Counterpart, The Teenage Psychic, Crashing, Westworld, Stranger Things, Black Mirror, Chilling Avengers of Sabrina, The Punisher, Jessica Jones, Bodyguard, The Hunting of Hill House, Voltron Legendary Defender, which actually just ended, uh, Cobra Kai, Wayne. Oh, Cobra Kai and Wayne, by the way, are the, are the two YouTube originals that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Mob Psycho 100, uh, One Punch Man, Future Man, Runaways, Star Trek Discovery, Forever, Young Justice, Titans, The Clone Wars, House of Cards, Maniac, Altered Carbon, uh, and that's it. Ruthie, how about you? Do you, you want to share some of the stuff you watch? Um, some of the stuff I watch, NFS on network TV. I don't really watch all the network TV. I mean, maybe sometimes I'll try to catch Big Bang Theory, but I, I tend to forget that about that nowadays. Okay. TV shows, Counterpart, Westworld. Nameless, American Gods, Room 104, Game of Thrones, and Billions here I, and there. I think I think we lost you when you said I think we lost your Outlander. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Yeah, Outlander. <laughs> another one that you watch. I'm looking at yeah. I'm also looking at Ruthie's list, so yeah. What else? Go ahead. Um, Outlander, Shameless, American Gods, Room 104, Game of Thrones, and Billions, but Billions is kind of meh nowadays. Right. I, I can't see too much drama. Yeah. Go on. Mirror. Um, the Punisher, Jessica Jones, House of Cards, Maniac, 
Marvel, The Last Kingdom. And we lost you with Marvel's Mar- the Marvel's Miss Myzel and mm-hmm. Trader Things. <laughs> <laughs> internet. We're gonna bring yeah. the internet on the breaking up part. Here, let me Marvel, help. Let me help you. Here. Like we're talking about cable TV, streaming yeah. TV. Hey, you, you. Okay, how about this? Let me help you out here. You also watch Altered Carbon, Jack Ryan. Oh no, this is this is stuff you want to watch. But here, uh, I, I want to list out the shows that we want to watch based on this list. Jamie doesn't have a list. I mean, no, but I have an alternative list to both of yours. Okay. Here's, here's a list. Of, this is another example of how good TV is. How much TV is too much TV. Here's a list of shows that I watched that I liked, but I just stopped for no apparent reason. <laughs> okay. Because you know, it's too much goddamn TV. Because Mad Men, one of the best TV shows ever. Yeah. Couldn't finish it. Well that, that, well, that ended, so there's I mean, that. I saw like five seasons out of seven. You know what I mean? Okay. Orphan Black, one of the great performances oh, yeah. of all time. I, I, I seem to finish that. Yeah. yeah, I saw season one of it. Never finished the rest of it. Even though it's, like I said, one of, those, one of the most brilliant performances ever. You know, like that. Like, you know, I never seen up the season two anyway. Yeah. But well, it was a show. Yeah, it but, was a really good it's really good. I love the first season. I, ha- I actually paid like 20 bucks on iTunes, but never saw the rest. You know what I mean? Because it's too much TV and stuff like that. And also all the CW shows. You know, I love Flash. I, I love Supergirl. Haven't watched it recently. People keep telling me Daredevil Season 3 is one of the best. Oh, uh, because of, it is? Yeah, one of the best seasons <laughs> of superhero television ever. Haven't seen it. I saw the first two seasons. Love, you know, dig those. Yep. You know, you know that's my list. My list is of... Of great to very good shows that I can't finish, you know what I mean? Because it's too much TV, you know what I mean? It's, it's just too much. It's oh yeah, much. I forgot to add Daredevil to the list. Yeah. yeah, Daredevil you know season three was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so what are you gonna do? I couldn't. I, I still haven't finished the season, the last season. Like I, I got to like the third. I think it's just it's so heavy and like the mm-hmm. drama in it that I need to be like mentally and emotionally prepared. Oh like, really? In the- <laughs> yeah. But here, a uh, quick list of shows that I want to watch. But don't have time. Uh, the Expanse, Black Lightning, Manifest, The Passage, The Venture Brothers. I'm sorry, you're the you're the worst. Legion, The Americans, Killing Eve, Fear the Walking Dead, Humans, Atlanta, Origin, The One Hundred, Tell Me a Story, The Marvelous Miss Myself, Homecoming, Jack Ryan, Castle Rock, The Handmaid's Tale, Escape at Denimora, uh, American Gods, Ash vs Evil Dead, True Detective, Barry, Big Little Lies, Miss Sherlock, Sharp Objects, Carmen San Diego, You, The Oxford. Oxard, uh, Oxard. <laughs> can I, well, can I say that? Narcos, perfume, uh, yeah. And then I think Rudy had altered carbon. Ozard, Jack Ryan, the Ox, the Ox, the Ozard, the yeah. Ozard, it's the Ozard. Ozard. I was like, yes. what are we? What are you, what are you, uh, oh, yeah, it's big, Ozard. Big yeah, little yeah. eyes, sharp objects, and yeah. escape at Danimora. What about the leftovers? Remember that? Oh, uh, I still haven't finished that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I'm missing the no. last. Season. That's my point. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the thing though. If if I was to list out the shows that I haven't finished, it'll be even yeah. a longer list, and I, I didn't do that. Want. Yeah, too much TV. Yeah, too much good TV. I haven't even seen Breaking Bad yet, yeah. guys. So there. I saw I saw the first episode. <laughs> I saw the first episode of uh, a Galac- uh, Galactus. 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 Oh yeah, Galactus. Yeah. Galactica. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's that too. So, anyways, guys, yeah, yeah. too much TV. Yeah. Too much TV. I love I love Mad Men. I should go back and finish Mad Men. God mm. damn it. I actually watched the first episode. I couldn't finish it. It's good. I like Batman a lot. I love that show. God damn it. And as of this recording, it's currently 10.09 a.m. on January 23 in Phuket, Thailand. And it's time we take a look and see what's going on. Okay. Um, first, news, first news here. <laughs> MasterCard stipulates a rule regarding using their cards for free tile services. So for the longest time, we don't really... Uh, think too much difference between Visa and MasterCard. 
But now there's going to be a difference. If Master, if you use a MasterCard for the free trial stuff, MasterCard wants the company to make sure to inform the users that the free trial is over before before they uh they get charged. Free trials now, so you can open up a credit card and then like no 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 cancel. Like let's let's say let's say you get a free trial for for uh, HBO, mm-hmm. right? Using your MasterCard, mm-hmm. MasterCard saying that hey, go make sure to remind your customers that. Yeah. The free trial is is over before before yeah. before they get charged for the service. Yeah. So basically, if you sign up for a service that gives you a thirty day free uh, thirty day free period, they also they, want, they always want you to put a credit card on file with them. You know what I mean? You have to fill out the credit card information. And normally, <laughs> once that thirty day is, is over, they're not, there's no obligation to warn you that right. they will start charging you. Yeah. But now, mm-hmm. the Mastercard says you 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 have to. Let the customer know before you charge them after that thirty day period. That's pretty. That's pretty significant, actually. Yeah, that's actually very uh, consumer friendly. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I don't sign up for a lot of free trial because I always assume I'm just going to forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know, Pornhub's not going to remind you. Wait, 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 hold on. I said too much. <laughs> I said too much. I mean, yes, sure. Uh, I'm sure you don't want to actually. <laughs> Imagine their alerts. I thought, I thought Pornhub was free. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Who said who said Pornhub? It was just a random example. But yeah, so so I think it'll be it'll be a point where the companies are gonna go. Oh, we don't accept Mastercard. Yeah, you're gonna use Visa now. Yeah, it's right. It's one of those things that might have unintended consequences. You know? Right, they might, right. might get blowbacks. Hey, you know. Yeah, but that's you know that's just, that's good. I, I'm I'm fourth. That's very consumer friendly. That's very, that's that's a step in the right direction. I think I think that's correct. Yeah. Well, speaking of trials and services, uh, in Japan, a cutting edge hotel replaces their robot workers mm-hmm. with humans. Yeah. Which is funny because normally the, t- the title would be replaces humans with robot workers, but it's the opposite. Apparently, the the robots aren't doing as good a job as humans, so they were fired from this hotel yeah. in Japan. Still not quite there yet. Yeah, yep. it's still not quite there yet. It's the well, it's the the hotel is called the Henna Hotel, mm-hmm. which is like a play on weird. It's like a weird hotel mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. they used to have like robot assistants, robot uh, uh, concierge kind yeah. of thing, you know. So and apparently they're just not up to snuff, so yeah. they're canceling them. Yeah, when I'm at a hotel, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm, when I'm at a hotel, besides checking in and out. Uh, I don't mind doing that over there, like a, you know, a console and stuff. I do prefer a human touch, you know, what I mean, because there's times when I go to concierge, I do ask them questions about, you know, hey, what, where to go, where to eat, for that sort of thing. I, I do, that. yeah, I do prefer human touch. Even when I call for like room service and stuff like that, I do prefer to, to talk to somebody, you know, to a live person. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yep. Yep. Rob- yep. Robots are still very, um, they're still very limited in in yeah. terms of like what kind of services, like even answering all questions. I mean. When you call for customer customer service and you get a teleprompt, sometimes it gets frustrating because like it only knows like one to nine, and then within there you have to press one of those to then uh, go back to like um, say the number of the next um, question that or button that might lead to your question, and then if it's not the right one, you have to go back out, and then it's yeah. like next thing you know, it's twenty minutes later. Yeah. And definitely for like a restaurant referral too, you know what I mean. Yelp and and uh, and uh, uh, can only take you so far, you know what I mean. You, there's a bunch of four, four star, five star restaurants, and if you narrow it down to three or four, you still have to ask. You, I still feel like you, you, it's better to ask somebody that's from the city, like, hey, I'm looking, I'm trying to decide between X restaurant and this rest, you know, this restaurant and stuff like that. What do you think and stuff like that? So yeah, yeah. The funny story here, I guess, quote unquote, funny is a guest told once complained of being kept awake at night because Churi, the robot believed his snoring was a command and kept asking him to repeat his request. 
Oh wow! <laughs> yes, but yeah. <laughs> so sorry, robots, not still not good enough. Yeah. Speaking of Japan, Hi. and a Dragon Ball Super Broly, which came out in Japan two months ago, I think, mm-hmm. or what one month ago, mm-hmm. just recently came out in America, has became the uh, third highest box office domestic opening weekend release for an anime movie in America. Yeah. Uh, right behind the two Pokemon movies. Well, right now. <laughs> yeah. So and people are saying it could make it as one of the highest grossing anime movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, track. it's remarkable. It's been what thirty years since the first Dragon Ball TV show and anime comic book came out, manga comic book came out, and stuff like that. And it's really found a second life. I think since uh, the original creator Akira, yeah, t- since Dragon Ball Super came out, yeah, since Dragon Ball Super came out and stuff like that, it's really kind of been uh, it's found its legs again. I mean, it's found mm-hmm. its whole new eyes and stuff. Like that. And I saw it over the weekend. And it's when and besides the quality, whatever the quality, where you think of the movie and stuff like that, it's really important that uh, this last weekend it had like a pretty sizable release in america and stuff like that yeah including imax theaters and stuff like that imax I, yeah apparently wow. there were a couple of imax shows apparently and stuff like okay that. yeah when i went to look for what time i was going to watch it usually for these special screens i thought oh there'll be maybe one screening two screenings at most you know what i mean but it was a legitimate rollout you know there was, mul- there was like like i don't know at least a dozen screenings at my amc theater and stuff like that and it and it turned out to be number four, I think, in the box office. Number three. Number three with seven million, which is pretty nine million. Nine. Oh, did I get all the numbers wrong? Yeah, yeah it was pretty. <laughs> it was a pretty significant uh, moment in time for uh, for for animation for Japan. Importance of it's it's pretty important. I don't think Miyazaki's movies back in the day made had these kind of numbers and stuff like that. It 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 it, it did a pretty good job. And for the record, they released in over twelve hundred theater screens. Mm-hmm. Compare this to Glass, which released at 3,800 yeah. theater screens. Mm-hmm. But, t- but 1,200 t- is still a lot. Still talking about a lot. I don't yeah. think you can find anything that's close to that in terms of uh, animation, uh, Japanese import, and stuff like that. You know, I don't think a- anything gets close to 1,200 screens and stuff. I think those Miyazaki's back in the day were like maybe a dozen or something like that. Miyazaki movie doesn't even get to that point. I mean, yeah. like I said, I'm comparing this to the, the two Pokemon movies. That, yeah. that's, that's right above it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to compare... Just, there's just a bigger population now that's actually going out and watching these movies. Yeah, I think they are. There's a lot of anime fans nowadays. So, I mean, Pokemon, yeah. the first movie, came out back way back in 99. It made $85 million oh, okay. in the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. It made $31 million opening weekend. Uh, Pokemon, the movie 2000, came out and made $19 million. Mm-hmm. So, and Dragon Ball's uh, Super Broly is right behind that at, 90, at $9 million. So then Yu-Gi-Oh, The Secret World of Ariarty, mm-hmm. Pokemon, Ponyo, Spirited Away, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, good. pretty yeah. impressive. Pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, Consider the fact that the other Dragon Ball movie that came out before that was Dragon Ball dope, Z dope. Resurrection F. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you could say Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> no, not that one. Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. Uh-huh. Uh, and that made uh, $1.8 $1. million mm-hmm. on opening weekend mm-hmm. when it came out. And actually, since I saw Broly this weekend, actually, this is number three in in, in a series, right? Of uh, what do you call it? Of Dragon Ball Super movies, right? Of of, of in continuity ones. It's a con- direct continuity from Dragon Ball Z, the TV show, and stuff like that. Correct. Also, and and Super and stuff like that. I went back and watched the, the three, and actually, uh, the Resur- the Resurrection F, the one where they pre- freeze it back, it's actually the least entertaining and less least uh uh in terms of quality. I think Broly is number one. I think the second one, the Battle, Battle, of, of, God, Battle of Gods. That's good. First yeah. one, it's really good and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the one the thing about Broly is the animation is top notch. It's, it's spectacular. You know what I mean? The other ones are so-so. 
but this one is really good. It's yeah. Just quality of animation. When you see those the the two the guys fighting each other and stuff and, and stuff, it's really good. Yeah, I do want to see it. It's good. Uh, speaking of movies, uh, AMC, Regal, and Cinemark will not include Roma in their Oscar Best Picture Showcase. Because, you know, they don't want to play with Netflix about releasing Roma in, mm-hmm. in their theaters. Yeah. So there's that. It's a shame. And Roma's a movie wow. that really should be seen in a theater, too. Yeah, yeah. I think it deserves to be seen in theater. Yeah. Uh, it's made for the theater. But, hey, if, if you can't watch it in the showcase, you can watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Because it's already available there. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the Best Picture nominations, uh, Netflix film Roma is the first Netflix movie to get Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And Black Panther... First superhero movie mm-hmm. to get Big Picture mm-hmm. nomination. Yeah. A lot of first. Yeah. A lot of first. And speaking of Netflix and movies, Netflix joins the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, as the first technical company to be part of the Hollywood trade group. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but all right. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to join Disney and Fox oh, okay. and, sure. and Universal. So it's a studio. Basically. The MPAA. Okay. Yeah. And that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we talk about the Oscar nominations, just in case the listeners actually care, Jaming, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. Ruti? You can find me on Instagram at Grace, G-R-R-A-C-E-1-3, and B.Entwined. So on Instagram, that's at, that's B-E.E-N-T-W-I-N-E-D. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at albert 5 You can also find me on the I Saw That Movie blog, the uh, Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils podcast, the weekly comics trip. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, anything whowhatworse.com. Uh, if you want to <laughs> send us email, send it to whowhatworse.y at gmail.com. If you want to leave a quick comment, leave it on our Instagram, on our Facebook page, or on the website itself. If you want to show your support, because we need it, head over to whowhatworse.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at the whowhatworseyy.com as well as the show notes. So for the next topic, me and our movie correspondent Jamming here are going to be talking about the Oscar nominations. Uh, but Ruti is going to be taking off. So Ruti, thanks for joining us again. Time for me to go to sleep. Thanks Thank for listening. I'll talk to you next week, guys. Bye. Let's go ahead and talk about the Oscar nominations 2019, which is for the 91st Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. So they announced it this morning with Camille Nanjiani and Tracy something something. Something something, sorry. But from Blackish. <laughs> from Blackish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know she's black, but I mean. All right, here we go. Ding, ding, right. But yeah, anyway, so they announced it this morning. And I, th- I thought it was kind of like a nice thing where Camille Nanjiani was going, oh, oh, can I, can I read this next uh, category, which the Best screenplay, the best original screenplay, mm-hmm. I think. Anyways, so let's get, let's go ahead. Oh, there you go, Tracy Ellis Rose Ross. Ross, okay. Yada yada. All right, so um, this is a big giant surprise for me. This this Oscar nomination this year is kind mm-hmm. of a doozy. Were you pleasantly surprised, or were you just surprised? I was just surprised. Like mm-hmm. like things didn't play out the way I thought it would, and and there were some some nice surprises too. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, you want to start from the top, or should we like? Yeah, just- go ahead, please. Yeah, okay, let's, let's start from the top. Mm-hmm. Based on the uh, the website, if you go to the website, oscar.go.com, links in the show notes, they start with the uh, best actor in the leading role nominee already. So I thought they were supposed to start with the female. 
hmm, whatever. All right, they get Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rami Malek, and Viggo Mortensen. Uh, surprise here is Viggo Mortensen still getting a lot of love. I mean, what? Yeah, you would think that the the backlash, the backlash would. I thought I thought Green Book would actually be knocked out. You know what I mean? Because all the, a lot of controversial stuff happened before the ballots, before they send in the ballots, right? So I thought Green Book would be knocked out, and also, but yeah, I was surprised by it too. Yeah, and also the other surprise guy, Willem Dafoe, right? That's a movie that I could have saw. I looked at it yeah. and like, oh, I should watch that. People are saying that William Defoe is really good in it. Is that like, the one where he plays uh, Vincent Van Gogh? Yes. Right. Yeah, supposedly he's really good in it. Well, yeah. obviously, because sure. he was voted for it. Uh, and then Christian Bale, everybody wanted him to be nominated because of sure. his role as mm-hmm. Cheney and whatnot. But Rami Malek's probably going to win this one, right? Yeah. I would say Rami Malek. And then if there's a dark horse, there's an upset, I think it would probably be Christian Bale. And Christian Bale, I think, even I haven't seen the movie, but I think it would be like a lifetime kind of a thing for, for Christian Bale. Because he's done a lot of good work, a lot of great work, and he hasn't been uh, he hasn't won yet. So that's how I that's how I view it. True. Rami Malek is a favorite, and the dark horse would be uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, next up over here, you got the best actor in a supporting role nominee, Marshala Ali for Green Book, uh, Adam Driver, Black Clansman, Sam Elliott, Cyrus Bourne, Richard E. Grant. Can you ever forgive me? Sam Rockwell for Vice. Vice is getting a lot of love because Sam Rockwell was right. not that in a movie a lot. Mm-hmm. He was not in the movie a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, getting a lot of love. Um, I think they're actually going to give it to Marshall Ali, even though again, yeah. Oh, you're no, you're right. No, I don't. Yeah, see, uh, Adam Driver. Yeah. I think Adam Driver is going to get it. Go. I think so. Yeah, I think and so. I think uh, well deserved too, because he is well deserved, and I think he's very respected in the industry because he's a young guy, but he he's directed, he's he's worked with a lot of prestigious directors. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of people like him and stuff like that. So I think it's his. I think it's his to lose. My only other comment for this category is I thought Michael B. Jordan should be nominated for uh, uh, Black Panther. I thought I thought I thought it was a great performance. No, that's true. That is yeah. true. Um, but all the buzz right now is actually Sam Elliott, Star is Born, who, sure. was, who was really good in it, and Richard E. Grant, who was really good in it. Yeah. yeah if I, if you want to watch, can you ever forgive me? Watch it for him because he was actually really good in it. And I can't if he if any of those two actors win, I. Can't say anything because I haven't seen any of those two movies. I, I don't. I can't have them. I, I think, and those are really great character actors too. I've seen them in a lot of movies over the years. So yeah, yeah. Why, why not? Uh, performance by actress in the leading role nominees are Yelitsa Aparicio for In Roma, mm-hmm. Glenn Close in The Wife, or The Wife, mm-hmm. uh, Olivia Colman in The Favorite, Lady Gaga in Star Is Born, Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, I I'm still saying this is Lady Gaga's award yeah. to lose. Yeah. I think Olivia Coleman has a really strong shot. And then Glenn Close, obviously, she has momentum right. from the past awards that she's been winning. And I would say the dark horse will be the, elite, the lady from uh, Roma. From Roma. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Perito. Yeah, I think that would be dark horse. I even understand correctly, but yeah, whatever. I uh, that's why I kept saying the lady from Roma. And she's great, by the way. You mean Yelitsa Perito? Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. I'm not going to say that name, but she's great. It's a very nuanced role. Yeah. I wouldn't give it to her. How dare I'm surprised you? she's nominated. Quite did honestly, you, it's a very new role. Did you role. see the movie? Did I you see the, that birthing scene? Did you not cry? Are you not human? I think the problem powerful. is that she was too nuanced, and I thought academies don't really like she's nuanced. too good. Is what you're saying? So she's yeah. punched her too good. She's, I thought academy likes like big roles, despi- like like Olivia Colman in the favorite or Lady Gaga. Yeah, and despite what, what what's been happening, I think. Lady Gaga is still the favorite. I think it's a glitzier role. It's a it's a more showy role and stuff right. like that. So I think Lady Gaga, it's still hers to lose. Okay, but the other Glenn Close and Coleman, I think there are strong arguments as far as why they might win and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Performance by an actress in supporting role, uh, Amy Adams in Vice, mm-hmm. who wasn't in the movie a lot, by the way. Right. Uh, Marina de Tavira in Roma, 
great, I'm surprised that once again I'm surprised. How dare you? She was He's really great. good, but He's once again, surprise. Regina King in If Bill Street, Street Could Talk, really good in If Bill Street Could Talk, and then Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz for mm-hmm. the favorite. Um, honestly, I think they cancel each other out. Yeah, they're really good in it. Actually, the, the trio are actually really good in it. Right. Uh, I would personally give it to Regina King, although I think. Yeah. I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who I think the. My whole thing would be. I haven't seen Vice, but I would say Amy Adams is a favorite because it's a lifetime achievement. Yeah, but she was even even though though. I know. I I know she's only like forty something. I know she. You know, but she's been. But she's also very well respected. She's taken a lot of different. She's worked a lot. She's taken a lot of different roles, a lot of challenging roles. I think the the Academy probably reward her, and I think the dark horse would be or the upset would be Regina King. She's I, little, think, I think she. I honestly think she's the front runner. To tell you the truth. Oh, okay. I know you didn't. You haven't seen if Bill Street could talk yeah. yet, but she has a very meaty role in it. But she's. But she's black. <laughs> Racism. You know, I, I'm going to mention this right now. Okay, I think this is the first year where the divide between the new Academy voters and the old voters are actually really fighting, duking it out. Yeah. Because you see, you see, you see roles that are getting nominated that the old Academy would never nominate. Yeah. And, you, and you can also see it in the nominations too. I'll, if Black Panther came out like two or three years ago, I don't think it would be nominated. You know no, what I mean? No. So I do feel like it's going in the right direction. It's probably going in the right direction slower than we, were, we would like, but it's going in the right direction. And I also forgot to mention in the leading actress category, uh, Tony Collette should have been nominated for her. her yes, like, yes. But Everybody, uh, what, but this this is the old Hollywood thinking, yeah. I guess apparently new Hollywood as well. Yeah. They don't count horror movie actress yeah. for, for this kind of but stuff. But she's fantastic. But she was fantastic in yeah, Hereditary. She deserved it, yeah. Okay, I'm moving on. Uh, animated Future, they got The Incredibles 2, I Also Dog, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I think so. I know we want Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse to win. I've said that I think I don't I don't trust the Academy enough for this. Mm-hmm. They're going to give it to Isle of Dogs. Um, Spider-Verse has the momentum. It's, it does. I think there's enough new voters to get over the top. I think it's Spider-Verse all the way. Not only, does it, not only do I think it's going to win, it, it deserves to win. It, no, it does deserve to win. I, I just think that that based on your logic about like, give it to Amy Adams for lifetime stuff. Yeah. Uh, a puppet uh, stop motion movie hasn't won yet. Yeah, nobody gives a rat's ass about. <laughs> it's our dogs. Yeah, nobody gives a rat's. ass. I love dogs. You realize that came out like a hundred years ago. I was surprised it came out in two thousand eighteen. For God's sake, I thought it came out in two thousand seventeen. I mean, like Black Panther came out in February. Good lord. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Uh, all right, so uh, achievement in cinematography. I mean, Cold War, the favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and Star is Born. Uh, th- well, I guess the voters for cinematography are still old Oscar, because this is definitely old Oscars. I will actually give it to the favorite. No, no, I'm sorry. I'll give it to Roma. I'll give it to Roma, because, my God, it's a beautiful movie to look at. But what's weird is that there's like, this three movies that are black and white? Mm-hmm. Cold War, Never Look Away, and Roma. Oh, yeah. They're all black and white, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Wow. I'll Roma. give it to a Star is Born. You know why? The guy's the guy's Filipino. What do you think of that? What is he really? Think? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, what's his name? The guy. So, who- so that's not Matthew Libatique. It's Atiyah Matthew Libatique. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. Libatique. Yeah, you, as a Filipino, I thought you would know that. I did not know that. You self news to me. You self hating Filipino. He's the he's the, what's his name? Cinematographer. The guy who uh, Black Swan. That, uh, oh, oh God, I forgot his name. The guy who did Mother. Yeah. Oh, Darren Aronofsky? And Aronofsky is a cinematographer, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He's been, he's been around for, for a long time, but yeah. All right, I'm not going to say all the nominees, but um, I'm not, not, oh, oh. not all the categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, for director, uh, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, mm-hmm. uh, Pavel Palikowski for Cold War. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have watched that movie, but I, I skipped it. So, sure. yeah. The Favorite, Yorgos Latimos, mm-hmm. uh, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, and Adam McKay for Vice. Once again, Vice getting a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. 
some la la la. Yeah. And I think this is also another example of the divide in in uh, the academy. Yeah. Because I think the academy wants to be socially conscious. Yeah. So they're nominating these socially conscious movies, even though some of them like Vice doesn't really deserve it. Yeah, you can you can see with two nominations that are uh, that I'll tell you that's old Hollywood and that's Vice and that's also Green Book. You think Vice was an old Hollywood vote? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think so. In a, Green in Book a, for sure, but not yeah. Vice. In the sense that it's it's like it's like the movie that you you uh, old Academy will want. It's socially conscious. It's about politics. It thinks it's saying something important. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't judge, but it's saying something important, some of like that big stars and stuff like that you know what i mean so i think that's old hollywood i think the progressive part the younger part of it is black klansman it's black panther those are the, those are that's their right. those are those nominations Old hollywood here will be cold war and the favorite and and honestly roma as well i have no idea where cold war came from though the only thing i know about cold war is that they promote a lot uh, they promote it on twitter that's all i know about oh cold really war. i seen i seen the movie theaters for for it actually and mm-hmm. i just there, there was one movie theater near me which is like 40 miles away that Wait, was showing seen, it have you seen it I haven't seen it. Oh, it was one of those movies where it was far enough away and I wasn't able to give you enough time to go watch it. So I regret not watching it. But but yeah, I would like to watch Cold War. Yeah, but for some reason, it's nominated for Best Director, but even the movie yeah. itself is not nominated. Are we getting to that? Yeah. Uh, best Documentary Feature. This is the one that I want to really talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Free Solo, Hail County, Hail County This Morning, This Evening. Did you say Hail County? That's kind of... <laughs> Hail yeah. County. Uh, Mining the Gap. Which is about by way on Hulu since the summer. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah. Uh, of Fathers and Sons and RBG. Mm-hmm. So blatant disregard for yeah. for um, or like they completely snub. Yeah. Would you be my neighbor? Yeah. Oh, you know that Come document- on now. You know that documentary that made all that money, all that acclaim that everybody enjoyed, universally praised. Yeah. That's to be fair, RBG is on the list, and that made sure. a lot of money as well. Yeah. But the point is that. What to be my neighbor? Yeah, go on now. The doc- this is a pretty good year for documentary, but there's like three of them that, that stood out uh, earlier this year. RBG, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and also the th- Identical the, the, Twins. Yeah, Identical, exactly. Identical Triplets. Yeah, Identical Triplets. One, uh, which yeah. I saw, which was a good movie. Yeah, I heard, I heard you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I have no idea why the Mister Rogers documentary was nominated. It's 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 right there. It's it's just right there to be nominated. And actually, the one you know what the one that's gaining the most momentum right now is actually Free, Free Solo. Solo. Yeah. yeah, Free Solo. I saw that movie. Um, I, I plan to finally write my review for Free Solo by tomorrow night as I was recording. That's a good movie. Yeah, also, I also want to put a, 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 I want to make note. Two of the directors uh, for uh, Best Documentary are Asian. Free Solo are, are directed by a married couple that are Asian. Yeah. And also uh, Minding the Gap, I believe, is a British-Asian person. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right? So, yeah. That's true. Even though we didn't get any of the... Big nominations like uh, Best Picture for Crazy Rich Asian, Asian yeah. and Michelle Yeoh for yeah. Best Sport Actor. Crazy, Crazy Rich Asian was completely snub. Yeah, and nothing. Then, but there is Asian representation here. Yes, yes. Uh, for best foreign language film. I'm just gonna say Roma's gonna take it. Yeah. I Although I heard Shoplifters is really good. I heard Shoplifters was good, which yeah. is another Asian. And of course, Cold War's right there too. Yeah. And also, uh, <laughs> you find Copper Gnome and Never Look Away. And yeah, those are not nominees. Were, if there was a snub here, they say uh, Burning should have been nominated. Burning should have been nominated. From yeah. Korea. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like the, 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 right now, South Korea has not 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 have been nominated for anything at all. Yeah. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not even for Train for Busan. Of course. Not. What's the I point don't of anything? think so. So, yeah, no, no, it's not. Okay. Uh, okay, let's move on to. Uh, oh, here, best song. Best song. Uh, Sun, uh, Sunflower by uh, from uh, Into the Spider Verse, right? <laughs> no. Uh, All the Stars from Black Panther. Actually, I don't even remember what that song sounds like. Do, do, do we have to go through this? It's, it's Lady Gaga, Shallow. Come on. 
Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'll, I'll fight from RBG, the place where lost things go from Mary Poppins Returns. That's the only one from Mary Poppins Returns. I guess that is probably the strongest song in there in Mary Poppins Returns. I know a lot of people complain that Mary Poppins Returns doesn't have enough catchy songs, and yeah, that's probably their quote unquote best one. Uh, Shallow from A Star Is Born, the most obvious a win. But I'm kind of glad to see that when a cowboy trades his purse for wings is in is in this thing. From your favorite for, movie for the Battle of the Buster Scruggs. Oh, sorry, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> Movie I didn't give a lot of credit for, but but the the best of Scruggs sequence, which this song is from, really sure. good. Okay, and the best picture of the year, uh, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Black Rhapsody. I mean, sorry, <laughs> Rhapsody, mm-hmm. the favorite, uh, Green Book, uh, Roma, A Star Is Born, Vice. Once again, Vice getting way too much love, way I, too much love. I'm assuming, I'm guessing, uh, Black Klansman is going to win. Yeah, I think I'm leaning more for Black Classroom yeah. as well because I, I think I think they're gonna just go ahead and go like, yeah, Spike Lee needs to win. Yeah, and it's also once again the socially conscious aspect of the Academy right now, mm-hmm. so they might give it to Black Classroom. I, I I really thought that uh, Sars Born has the best shot, but the fact that what's his face didn't even get best director. Yeah, and that and they usually it's very rare that the, the they usually go hand in hand best directing and best picture, and it's only been like less than half a dozen times where they were actually separate. But yeah, I would say I would my guess would be uh Spike Lee and Black Klansman will win that night. Thirty years after being completely snubbed for uh, do the right thing, I think they'll finally do the right do the right thing. Do the right thing. And give it to Spike uh <laughs> and Spike give it to Spike Lee that night. Yeah. What you know, a funny tweet I saw today was like finally after thirty years, Spike Lee uh, will go a Spike Lee movie will go up against uh Driving Miss Daisy and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> reverse. You mean reverse Re- Driving Miss Daisy? Reverse Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, and in Green Book, uh, the director was not nominated either for Green Book. Yeah. So, so that kind of kills some. Of the Although yeah. I would, I would like to remind people that one of the most notable win for Best Picture that didn't have a Best Directing nominee was Argo. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck wasn't nominated for Best Director, but Argo won anyway. Yeah, you know. So there's that. Uh, so very maybe, rare, maybe there's some very, very. maybe there's some hope for a Star Is Born after all. Yeah, you know. So we'll see. Um, I, I, but the other argument against a Star Is Born, even though besides the whole uh, uh, directing nomination, all that stuff, this is the fourth time this story's been told. It's it's, it's all right. You know, right. Black Plasma is it's an original movie. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the why the list here in the Oscars website has it backwards, but um, on the on the bottom of the list. Of the page is the yeah. original screenplay, and also for uh, just going okay. back to best picture because it's the most important category. Uh, my two cents: I would either give it to Roma or Black Panther. I think Roma is going to default best foreign film, and yeah. then and then they're going to. I'm just talking about if me if if you gave me a ballot to to vote, I would go Roma or Black Panther. Yeah, no, yeah. no, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so the bottom of the page here has Oscar screenplay nominees: mm-hmm. uh, Vice, Roma, Green Book, First Reform, the favorite. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would. I wouldn't give it to Roma. I, although I think Roma would win because if it's going to get best foreign, it's going to get best original screenplay. But the favorite is a really sharp screenplay. Mm-hmm. Very sharp screenplay. And first reform, very provocative screenplay. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and Hey, which one of these screenwriters is the one that's, that said Muslims cheered on 9-11? Uh, that'd be the Green Book. Person. Oh, I probably would not vote for that guy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then Vice gets, once again, what's a lot to wait yeah. too much love for Vice. But whatever. Yeah, my guess, even though I haven't seen it, I, I think it's the favorite. Yeah, but Roma is the only one out of this list that that is likely going to win something. Yeah, but uh, the thing with Roma is, uh, 
I love the film Roma. It's one of my top three Yeah, but it's not a screenplay movie. Yeah. The, the strength of the movie is with the acting, the and directing, yeah. cinematography, and the movie. Yeah. And the Everything but the, but the... Well, the screenplay is good. It's just the it's fact fun. that it's not the strongest part of the movie. Yeah. And also, I would give it credit because it's not a diff, it's not an easy thing to write, you know, because it's, it's a slice of life kind of a writing, you know, natural, right, everyday kind right. of... Yeah, you, know, you, give, you give credit to that, but like I said, the strength of the movie comes from the direction and the acting and the cinematography and, all, and, and you know, the mood of it and so not not yeah. the not not the written word. I would say this though, if, if if Roma does not win it, uh, that would be a shocker. <laughs> I haven't seen favorite, but isn't favorite a lot of it's based on the you know the, the dialogue, the, the, yes. the writing? Yeah, so a yeah. lot has to do with the dialogue. Yeah. It's definitely much a screenplay thing. So it's same thing for your form, mm-hmm. uh, very much a screenplay thing, and like, and technically Vice as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a huge fan of the movie, yeah. so I'm gonna say no. But then a lot of love for Vice. Um, adapted screenplay. You got A Star is Born, If Bill Street Could Talk, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Black Clansman, and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. This is a really hard category um, because they're all technically good in terms of screenplay. Even Buster Scruggs, which I didn't think too highly of, I will admit it's it's a good screenplay in, in, in for what it is, right? And uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me, uh, very simple movie, but well, well, well written. Yeah. And it's about writing. Yeah. So there's that too. I would personally give it to if Bill Street would talk, but I don't think so. I think Black Casper is going to get it. Yeah, I don't I haven't seen a lot of these movies, so I, I don't have a personal opinion about who should win. Uh, my guess is Black Klansman will win only because I think they like to tie tie uh, directing with director. A yeah, so, yeah, that's my own. That's yeah. my own. Yeah. Well, no, best picture with a screenplay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Best picture, best uh, director, and best screenplay. The uh, three of them are sort of joined by the hip. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna use this as the last thing in the what we're gonna talk about is visual effects nominees. It is Aquaman, <laughs> uh, Avengers: Infinity well, War, Christopher okay. Robin. But now you're gonna say Aquaman. First Man. But now, now Ready Player say One. But now you're gonna say Aquaman. Solo: A Star Wars Story. But I'm sorry, is that it? <laughs> if we were gonna take away some of these categories, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, I, I will take a First Man. I haven't seen it so. First Man is practical effects. Yeah, I get I get the visual stuff is nice, but. Come on, compared to the other ones, Solo creates spaceships and other worlds and alien creatures. Yeah. Reddit Player One is a CG is a CG extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Christopher Robin has a CG stuffed animals and Avengers: Infinity War. Like once again, spaceships and mm-hmm. planets and honestly, I would creatures. If I had a vote. I give to Reddit Player One. Actually, I give to because it has it's it's very smooth. It's very detailed. There's a lot of stuff going. Like hundreds of different things, especially that that third act battle sequence. I think I would give it to Ready Player One. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't use the example that a lot of people are using is the sequence, the sequence with the Shining. Yeah, that's good too. A lot of people are that's saying the too. reason why it was voted was because of the sequence with the it's, Shining. It's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, it's in terms of just visual effects. I think it's uh, Ready Player One. The thing with Solo is it's you've seen some of the stuff with Star Wars and with Avengers: Infinity War to some great uh, visual effects, but you know you have. Bruce Banner with that floating head at the end, <laughs> and the po- the place where they went to go get the hammer, uh, it's it's just a green screen and it's all black. I, can, I don't know what's going on. It's not that great. It's it, the 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 special effects like most Marvel movies. It's kind of hit and miss. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I if I had a vote, I'd give it to Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah, I, I see it winning just because of the shining sequence, and yeah. it's it's a it's a sequence that honors past Hollywood, and Hollywood loves honoring movies about past yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, so. And, there we go. and bottom line, Aquaman was robbed. Aquaman is completely robbed. Yep. Like a lot of people have been robbed. Speaking of robbed, let's go ahead and talk about the snubs here. Um, we got the, yeah, if Bill could talk, I know a lot of people expected it to get nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. Best Director, and whatnot. Really good movie, but I think this is one of those cases where, where releasing a movie late enough mm-hmm. actually kind of hurt it, I think. Yeah. yeah. And also, 
while it's making its money back and stuff like that, it hasn't exactly lit up the box office. You know what I mean? No. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking about blockbuster standards. I'm talking about like our house standards. It hasn't done that well. You know what I mean? It hasn't really found its audience. Well, they haven't really expanded it yet. Yeah, that's you know why. Because even in its limited run, it hasn't made that much. But the screeners, you figured the people would have yeah. gotten the screeners, right? Yeah. The voters would have gotten the screeners. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. This, is, this is also the first year where I think uh, studio interference, well, studio interference, mm-hmm. studio pushing people to vote for their stuff has gotten really uh, obvious with, with Roma, mm-hmm. quite honestly, Roma. You know, uh, and also the screeners. Everybody is all about screeners. And if the studio doesn't release a screener to the to the to the most of the voters, then they kind of get screwed. And I think this is what happened to if Bill Street could talk. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. We also got oh yeah, Ryan Coogler once again. Academy does not recognize that directing action movies is actually like a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Coogler did not get the, get did not get a director nod for Black Panther. Roger Ebert mentioned this uh, before he passed away and stuff like that. They should get rid of the best directing category. They should just link it with the best pe- picture category. You know what I mean? But the producers don't want that. Yeah, exactly. But that's dumb. I, I understand needs and wants and stuff. But just op- it makes the most sense. You know what I mean? Because you can't have a best picture without a best director. You know what I mean? It it doesn't work that like, that way. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. You can't have a best picture without a best director. You know what I mean? It, it, they're, they're joined at the hip. You know what I mean? It's impossible. Right. It's just dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just You should just get – best picture should win – Best picture, and you know what? The director and the producer should get uh, a trophy, a statue. You know what I mean? That's it. Yep. Uh, another surprise is the, the best director not for Cold War. You know, I didn't watch the movie. Yeah. You haven't seen the movie. Yeah. But it was enough of a good directing work, I guess, that the Academy went yeah, ahead and Yeah, if nominations are based on Twitter experience and tw- and Twitter exposure and stuff, p- promoted, you know what I mean? I think that's how we get nominated. Because like I said, I can't open up my Twitter account without seeing promotion for Cold War. Yeah. Know? I thought for sure, Tilda, okay, you haven't seen the movie, yet, Suspiria, the remake, mm-hmm. but... I thought for sure that Tilda Swinton getting the makeup job to look like a man yeah. and then look like a blob and then look like herself and then look like somebody else mm-hmm. would have gotten the best makeup nomination. Yep. And that didn't happen, so which shocked me. Mm-hmm. I guess not enough Academy members wanted to watch Suspiria, I guess. Mm. That's fair. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, Bradley Cooper getting snubbed. But yeah. then I think it's one of those cases where, like like the thing with Ben Affleck, like, we don't we don't consider you a serious yeah. director yet, right? And... Uh, Peter Farrelly for got snubbed. Farrelly, yeah. Farrelly for yeah got snubbed for Green Book, and I think that was this is one of those cases where it's a complete reaction to to what people are saying in Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, oh never mind, I forget. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, that Ethan Hawke was actually really good in, yeah, in First yeah. Reform, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's kind of sad that he didn't get it. Um, Oh yeah, Paul Schrader was nominated. Speaking of which, Paul Schrader was nominated because people probably recognize, hey, that's the guy who wrote who wrote Taxi Driver. Let's uh-huh. go ahead and nominate the guy. Hey, <laughs> Paul, Paul Schrader's still alive. He didn't die of liver poisoning. That's, yes, that's, and I know I've, I've been jabbing about 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 how Vice is getting a lot of love. Well, uh, actually, surprisingly, can you ever forgive me? Gets a lot. He's getting a lot of love too in the Academy uh-huh. with all these nominations. So okay. that's that's nice. Mm-hmm. No female directors in uh, yeah. best directors. So mm-hmm. yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, eighth grade could completely ignore it. And that was a strong movie. I th- I saw it. I liked it. I, I don't know what I've been nominated for. I think it's just. I think it's just. Okay. I think. The, I think I the think lead the actress was actually really good in the role. Yeah. Right. You know, I would have traded her for. The, yeah, actually, the, the two, the two, uh, the two acting. Yeah, the best actress for her and also her father for best supporting actor. I, I could see that he's oh, really good. At well, it. I I, th- I can see him getting ignored, but I would put her over honestly, Yalitza Aparicio from Roma. 
Oh, you, you, <laughs> you racist bastard. I will also put her over Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which she was really good in it, but yep. I would put her, the, the actress that I can't name the name of anymore, uh, uh, Ellie something, something, I think, over over that. Yeah, he's good. She's good. She's she's, good she's, yeah. She was really good. Here, I, I want to make sure you get the name right. It is Elsie Fisher. Elsie yeah. Fisher. Elsie Fisher deserved mm-hmm. a nomination. Yeah. Of course, you mentioned uh, Tony Collette for, for uh, Hereditary. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman was actually really good in Destroyer. Mm-hmm. And um, Brian Tyree Henry for Bill Street, for Bill Street, and for the other one for Widow. Widows. I would nominate him for Widows. So he's yeah. great in Widows. Yeah. So that, was, that was the definition of a good supporting actor. Yeah, right. Yeah, and also I, I mentioned before, I thought Michael B. Jordan should have been nominated for Black yes, Panther. Yes, yes, yes. I think his that performance is up there with Heath Ledger in terms of comic book movies and some of that. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I would have nominated Okoye. She's great as. Uh, her name's not Okoya, but <laughs> that's her name's not Okoya. But I thought she was great in Black she, Panther. Yeah. yeah, she's great in Black Panther. She had to do. She had to. She, had to, she was tough. She had to do humor. She had to do drama. You know what I mean? And also on top of everything else, she had, she had action sequences and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Correct. Name another one of those actresses in a supporting character that could do like kung fu and stuff like that. You know what yep. I mean? It's like come on. She's and of great. course, uh, speaking of action, uh, not a single technical nod for come Mission on. Impossible Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought I'd get a couple of technical nods like sound mixing, sound editing. Because I don't know, it's I don't know, I don't, I don't know what's the point. Right there, we go. That's the uh, our our uh, opinions on the Oscar nominations. We'll find out in a few weeks how that plays out. Um, once again, there's no host, and that's pretty much about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think did yeah. we mention we 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 both thought Crazy Rich Asian Crazy Rich Asian deserves something. Yeah. I, I thought for sure even the costume design maybe yeah I thought something it had, I thought I had momentum to get best picture nomination I, I was really surprised by it you know what I mean yeah the, yeah the new members of Academy Awards were apparently more interested with the other stuff first before they got the crazy rotations it reminded me of what happened with uh, Straight Out Compton from a few years ago it, every now and then a movie will come along and it'll just dominate the pop culture for a month and I think as a result, it should get some sort of nomination. You know what I mean? Because what called Crazy Rich Asian owned August, right? Yeah, that's what everybody was talking about. The box office reflected that. The buzz reflected. Same thing with uh, Crazy uh, Straight Out Compton from a couple years ago and stuff. Correct. Like that. You know what I mean? I guess not enough Asians in uh, the Academy. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, well, I don't think people should, they should vote. Just I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying. So. Like a lot, of, a lot of those black people getting a lot of uh, oh, nominations. Hey, 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 hey. But yeah, that's not that's not pay each other. All right, thanks Lord. for listening. I'm glad you cut yourself off. <laughs> Good Lord. This yeah. was episode 219 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who, What, Where's, Why Network. 